In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, a question that has Jeannie and I stumped for months, and you will get the benefit of hearing this worked out. We'll be right back. It is I, the Q-Doll, in the Moran family studio with my lovely wife, Jeannie Moran. Jeannie, salutations to the world. Hola. Hola. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Hunter is in Adora mood. That's all good. I, uh, yeah. Um, with that being said, as we jump into this episode, nobody's jumping. We're just getting right into it. We're not going to jump into this. Um, I guess met- metaphorically we will, but um, do not forget to email us. What is the email address? Jeannie, what is it? Um, I don't know. Last time I gave out your personal email, so. True. I, I, I say it every episode for probably at least 100 episodes. It's Quincy at MVSMpodcast.com. Yeah, that's the one. There's one for you also. That's Jeannie. At mvsmpodcast.com. Cool beans. Use it. If you go back and listen, you will hear other email addresses. They pretty much all get to me, but uh, go for Quincy at mvsmpodcast.com. Sorry, it's not that I don't know it. I just don't use it, so it's not, yeah. You don't know it. It's not a big deal. You know, once I said it, I'm sure you do. Oh, yeah, I, I do, but like I said, I don't use it, so it's kind of like, eh. Ain't nothing but a thing. I just put you on the spot. Um, now... For those of you who listen to this program on whatever platform there is, Google, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Google, Amazon, etc., please give us a rating of five stars or better. It only goes to five stars. Um, and a review. And let your voice be heard. And uh, we want to continue to help you. And the way that we climb the charts is by you giving this a rating and a review. And it'll encourage other people to change their life. So today we're going to start with, and you saw in the title, and I hope I spelled it correctly, a question from Matthew McConaughey that stumped Jeannie and I. And we're still working out what does that look like. It's one of our principles in our relationship and that we use for this podcast. And so I'm going to ask you, honey, to give them a little bit of background on this Matthew McConaughey situation and then the question. And then we will talk about that uh, as we seek to change our mind. Go. Um, well, it was, it stems from a program that he started from Green Lights, which is uh, the Roadmap series, which it's personal growth. It's figuring out your own um, green lights, your red lights, your yellow lights, you know, things that are, green lights are, Things that, you know, you push forward, they're great, they're good experiences, they're good memories, they're um, your uh, happy moments. I guess some of them are divine moments, some of them are things that you've planned that just went through successfully. Um, Yellow lights are things that you need to be cautious of. Do I go forward? Do I not go forward? These are things that you take a little more time to um, delve into, discover whether or not it's something that you, you know, is really in your best interest or not. And sometimes it's a yellow light is something where you might be looking at a possible fork in the road, but you just have to choose a direction and hit the gas. Um, you, you would have to read his book and then kind of look at the program to understand the fullness of it. Red lights are things that you need to stop and reevaluate. This is time to do an inventory. Is this really what I'm, I'm supposed to be doing? Some of those things are just straight up, nope, this is a turnaround, make a U-turn, go a different direction type situation. So I took the course um, because I, I liked the way he presented it versus the typical, um, you know, how do you become a better person. McConaughey's thing is more about what have you been through, what have you learned from it, and then he flipped the question because usually people say, you know, what do you want to get better Some people will ask you, you know, what are things that you want to eliminate in your life? What are some of the habits that you want to get rid of? And 
McConaughey's very first question in the very first module that we did was, what do you want more of? And it stumped both of us because we're so used to, what do I want to change? What do I want to get rid of? What are the negatives in my life? And McConaughey's approach was, no, what do you want more of? And how do we get that? And um, it stumped both of us because we've never looked at it from that perspective before. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, some people, I looked in the chat because I, I did the course and it was a live, like, Zoom call type situation with a bunch of people in the room. And, you know, everybody was putting their info in and a lot of people were saying things like, you know, I want more time with my family. I want more finances. Um, you know, the, the typical answers. And I sat there and I was like, well, yeah, I, I do want more time with my family, but that's not my more. I mean, we, we manage that pretty well on our side. We, we That's something that is a non-negotiable for us, that family time is a must. So that's not something that I necessarily felt I needed to tweak. Um, the finances, we all want more finances. That's a no-brainer. Everybody wants more money. It's, it's just kind of a built-in response, I think. And I looked at that, and I was like, that, that to me, that was kind of like the cheater's answer because everybody wants more money. Everybody wants to be financially stable or, you know, well off or wealthy and in a good position. So that was kind of like, I didn't want to give a cheater answer. That's, that wasn't the core of me. Mm -hmm. Do I want more money? Duh. You know, that obviously I would love to be able to make our decisions in our life and, and move forward with things if money wasn't an option. Sure. If it wasn't a hindrance and it wasn't a problem, absolutely. We would be moving forward with all these things. But that wasn't my core, what do I want more of? And then I got down into it and I was like, what do I want more of for myself? Not my family, not my husband, you know, not finances, not, not the basics. What do I want more of? And um, it took me, it's been, gosh, I took that course about, what, August? Mm -hmm. And here we are almost you know, two months into the new year and I'm looking at, I just figured out what I want more of. Wow. You did. You figured it out? I think so. Good. Cause that's breaking news here and I can't <laughs> wait to hear it. No, legitimately. I, I want, I, I want more clarity of mind and accomplishment. I, I want to finish what I've started. I want more completion and accomplishment because I don't, Looking back and, and going through some of the things that you and I are going through now, I'm looking at my habits and my excuses and my reasons and, you know, some of them too. It's funny because some of the things that you and I are talking about this morning, it's like some of these excuses and some of these things that came up weren't even our own. These were things that other people gave us as a way of like extending grace, kind of giving you permission to have a failing moment. But in... In what they were giving me, I took it on and adapted it as an excuse to not have to complete things because I, I have eight kids. I got all this on my plate. It, it's okay if I don't do this, but it's not okay because it's my heart's desire to do these things. Right. And if I don't do them, I'm essentially doing a disservice to myself. And if we're legit about getting rid of the things that don't serve us, then I can't do a disservice to myself. I have to get rid of those things. So I, I really started kind of thinking about it. And, and yeah, I, I want to do what I set out to do. I want to finish. I, I want to, whether it makes the mark that I intend it to or not, I don't really want to focus on that so much as I just want to get it done. I want to do it. I want to see where it goes. Because I have a funny feeling that once I finish the first thing, then everything else is just going to be that much easier to accomplish moving forward. And the benefits are going to be far more than just, do I want more money? Because that will come. Do I want more time with my family? That will come. Do I want more, um, you know, time to myself? That's going to come. Those things that we generally want for our marriage, for our kids, for our family, they'll come. But I have to do what I need to do for me first. Yeah. Gosh, there's, there are buzzers going off everywhere. <laughs> like life lesson buzzwords, buzzers going off like crazy. 
and I hope I can properly articulate them and what's going to most heavily impact us in this conversation, but also impact the listener. I'm going to get biblical on you guys for a few minutes. Eat the meat, spit out the bones. If you if you are not a Christian and don't believe in the Bible, at least hear it for the wisdom. There was a there was a man that laid for years by what was called the Pool of Bethesda. And once a year, an angel would come and stir the waters, and whoever got into the water first would be completely healed. And so he was there, and each time he would try to get to the water, somebody would get there before him. And so what was a problem for him became over the course of time his identity. He lived, this is all speculatory, but based on the question that he was asked by Jesus the Christ himself, it it mirrors the the Hebrew people going into the promised land in biblical times. It's like, here's the promised land, now go contend for it. So this guy, you know, it was like, oh, I, I haven't been healed, I can't be healed. And it's like, do you want to be healed? Well, there's a certain responsibility that comes to you once you lay your excuses down because now you have to contend for it. So all what I, the point I'm making is all too often we allow our circumstances and our disappointments and our resentments to be the framework with it with which we live our life so that we can make excuses for why we are not accomplishing the things that we are put on this earth to do. And even with us, we talked about hiding behind autism. You you can you can shortchange yourself and say, "Well, I can't do this because we can't go here because" And you allow whatever it is to take charge of your life and now become, you, you attach yourself to a sickness, to a disease, to a diagnosis, rather than finding a reason to continue, you allow the excuses to dictate and to keep you stuck where you are. Because once he's healed, he's no longer a beggar. He no longer has the other 364 days a year to say that I can't. No longer dependent on others. He is now dependent on himself. He has to now get up in his healed state. Now his food is not given to him. He has to go earn it. Mm -hmm. You know, and so there's so many lessons in that because we tend, we can get to the point, even in our relationship, where we're hiding behind these excuses of why we are not progressing. And a lot of times you have to do the deep, ugly work to find out what lies you are living. Man versus marriage. It is me, Quincy Moran, your humble servant, and I'm here to talk to you about what's going to go on in 2024. We will be doing marriage panels this year. And if you would like the opportunity to interview for the show, email me, Quincy at MVSMPodcast.com. And let's talk about it. We are going to bring you some guests this year. But as a part of that, we want our listeners to be on the show to see how we can help and what we can learn from you. All right, boys and girls, that's all for now. Now back to the podcast. You're not lying on purpose, but over the course of time, there are lies that get attached to you that you believe and that you live day after day. And you get to the point where it's like, well, I can't do that because... Oh, my X, Y, Z. Oh, you know how my X, Y, Z is, and oh, this is why I can't do it. I have many examples. I'll be very vulnerable right now and talk about an example, which is after all the colon surgery, there are plenty of emergencies that come along with colon surgery and things that I've had removed where I have to have a bathroom nearby. Like, I'm, I drive down the road, and I see people running, where there's nothing, and I go, 
how are they doing? You know, how could I ever do this? Mm-hmm. People talk about going <clears throat> hiking, etc. How could I ever do that anymore because of that situation? But I've had to get over that. I've had to go risk it. I've had to take the risk to get outside of the bubble of excuses that are holding me back from accomplishing my calling on this earth. And you have to be willing to take a step back and look at these things that keep you in this bubble. And the truth is, is that that was an aha moment for me. Because in the self-improvement course, or in the, in the line of self-development, you tend to look at what's wrong. Yeah, you want to make improvements. As opposed to looking at what's right and let's build there. Because the more you build in what is right, the more you build in that, these things that are not serving you in life, they'll become more clear, and then you can address them. And interestingly enough, you know, I did take that approach when I, when I sought to change my own personal life philosophy because of Jay Ferugia and the, and the funeral experience. Mm-hmm. The people that matter that would be standing around your deathbed, what thoughts and words would you want those people you love the most to think about you? And so I, des- I, I wrote those things out, and it's like, this is what I would want those people to say about me. This is what I would want. This is why I would want to matter to them for this reason, X, Y, Z. And then I came back to present day, and I said, am I living a lifestyle right now that would get me to that destination? And the answer was no. So then... I had to figure out, and as I'm thinking about it, I took the approach of what do I want more of? It's like unraveling to me. Mm -hmm. So, but through the course of that, you give yourself no credit and no grace for the changes that you've made. At one time, I was 382 pounds. I was higher, but that's the recorded weight. Now I'm 249 pounds. And I tend to look at what's wrong. I tend to look at myself as I'm still 382 pounds because I'm so focused on what I'm not Mm -hmm. as opposed to empowering the things that I am. Because some of that, like my cousin Shane would say, some of it is overflow. That's how some of it, and some of it will be deliverance. And some of it you have to face head on and work through for freedom. You have to break out of the cell. And so when he said, what do you want more of? It's like, wait, that's not the way I've been doing this. (laughs) I look at the things that I don't like about what I'm doing. And I attack that way. So now you're asking me what I want more of. But here's the thing. And and this was not really an aha moment, but just kind of something that clicked for me in the last few weeks. I've really been working and and studying on my mindset and how to, you know, laws of attraction and, you know, what your thought process is, how your thought process can determine how your body feels. It can determine your work ethic. It can determine all these things. And when you focus on the things that you want to change that are wrong and you're focusing on the negative side of things, you're actually causing more of those things because your focus is on, I haven't lost X amount of pounds. I've only lost this much. And now you're getting on yourself because this was my goal and this is my actual. When you should look at, this is my goal. Okay, you didn't reach it. But I did reach this, which is still right because it's in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But when you're focusing on the things that you're lacking, when you're focusing on the things that are wrong, when you're focusing on the things that are pissing you off, when you're focusing on the things that, you know, are frustrations, all you're doing is throwing your energy and your thoughts into a negative. So when you're looking at the things you want to change and they're not changing maybe as quickly as you want them to or they're not changing 
in exactly the way you expect them to, or you're not putting enough time in, you start picking on yourself because you're noticing and focusing more on the thing that I don't like, that I don't want. And it still has power because I can't do X, Y, Z. I can't, I'm not accomplishing. But if you would stop focusing on what you're not accomplishing, on the failure side, on the, the negative side, and start looking at, this is my goal. And let's say your goal is 10 pounds. You don't hit 10 pounds, but you hit six. You still hit six. And instead of giving yourself credit for hitting six, you're giving yourself a migraine over the four that you missed. And now you're telling yourself, I have to do more because I got to get those extra four on top of my next month's 10. And I got, and all you're doing is setting yourself up for more stress, more frustration, more pain, more heartache, because now you're focusing on a negative. Stop focusing on the negative, the lack, the missing piece. Start looking at what you want more of. I want to lose more weight. Okay. But it's not about you wanting to lose more weight. I want to get healthier. That's the goal. That's the focus. Not the the number, not the, the um, frustration of what it's going to take. How much more do I have to do because I missed? No. Your focus is I want to get healthy. And sometimes getting healthy might be in small increments. For me, I'm not in a gym right now. I've got an upcoming surgery. I'm not doing anything until I get that fixed. I've already determined in myself as much as I get irritated because I want to do something, the possibility of hurting myself and making this upcoming surgery an even bigger thing, I'm not going to go there. I want to be healthy. So my first process is what do I need to do to get healthy? Okay, we changed how I eat. And then I started focusing on how I feel better with these changes. This change makes me feel like I can think straight. I have more focus. I have more energy. Then we adapted a few other things. We added some vegetables and whatnot. I feel a little bit better here, but this is causing, you know, some frustration or it's upsetting my, my insides. And I, with the surgery coming, I'm trying not to upset my insides. Okay, cool. So we back that out. It's not a focus on what's wrong so much as what makes me feel better because my goal is to feel better and be healthy. That's it. But the more focus you put on the lack or the things that frustrate you and the things that piss you off, the more you're going to lack and get pissed off because you're not making forward progress in your own mind. And I, I think I, I believe there's a world where you can do both to a degree. And that's, and this is what I'll say, because I agree with what you're saying. And we, I'm good with setting a goal and having, having something that you're going to work hard to achieve. If you, if you do everything you're supposed to do, if you follow through on your commitment to say, I'm going to do this to the best of my ability. And actually like what Winston Churchill said, don't, uh, don't do your best, do what's necessary. So I'm going to do what is necessary to uphold my part. Mm-hmm. The outcome will be the outcome. When I get to the outcome or when I get to the allotted time and I look at the progress versus the goal, if I don't hit the goal and I have failed in achieving that, it's okay to fail. It's, it is okay to fail. That means that you have tried as long as you did what was necessary. But if you're not, if you're not doing your part, then your expectation cannot be to achieve said goal. Well, look at, look at Anissa's running. Okay. Our youngest loves cross country. She loves running for her. It's not so much competitive as it is. It just frees her mind. It gives her. She's very competitive. She is, but in in cross country, when she first started it, her reason for starting it was because running helped her clear her head. That's why she did it. And this gave her some place to do it where it was safe. It was within our rules because she's not allowed out by herself. Those kind of things. But last year, she struggled because she worked her butt off. She did everything everybody told her to do. She did extra work. She got on the treadmill extra time. She did extra mileage trying to get her time down and her time just was not budging and it was pissing her off because I'm doing all these things 
and this isn't working. Now this year, she has an injury. And that injury caused her to have to rest, take some time off, not do certain courses. Now she still has her regular work ethic. She's not backing down from how hard she puts in what she can put in. But then when she got on the course this year, she's dropped over a minute in her time this year. She's actually within competitive range now. And at first she was like, I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not going to be able to because she was injured. She didn't change her work ethic. Her, her mindset on how she attacked her goal didn't change. What changed was she finally just took a step back and she rested a little bit and she allowed her body to tell her what she could do and what she couldn't. And she listened to it and her time came down. It, sometimes we need those things in life that tell you, hey, you, you need to just back up a second. Take these shorter roads, these little increments, instead of these huge strides, and do just a little bit at a time. I mean, her time didn't just drop like 10 seconds. She literally dropped a whole minute. Yeah, the fact is, though, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, and she she would say those derogatory things about herself and it because was in her head. she did not want to be disappointed when she didn't achieve mm-hmm. the outcome. And the fact is, is that you can you can set a goal and challenge yourself, and if you fail, you fail. You can learn in failure. You can learn in winning. And the truth is, is that success can make you lazy. It truly can. So failure is what might keep you sharper on your edge because you need to look, what did I do right? What did I do wrong? And then when you look at what you did right, that's where the more of comes in. Well, that's what I'm saying. With Anissa, the first year, she never took a break. She was doing cross country. She was overlapping with track. She was doing her marching and ROTC program and she was working out and I and and this isn't like a kid who goes into you know the field house and they say okay let's run you know a couple of sprints and we'll do a, a couple of 10 pound lifts and we're no this is a kid who when she goes to the gym she works out like her dad works out her competition to her is her dad this is I'm going to do what he does because you're the example and she's watched you and she has PJ in the back of her head when she starts, you know, getting that last little bit of pain in her arm, she'll tell you, I can hear PJ going, one more, you've got one more. And she pushes herself, but she never took a break. And we tried, you need to rest. I mean, you even cut out gym time for yourself, making her take time off. And she would go upstairs and take a weight and start doing her, her routine. She wouldn't take a breather. This year, she had to take a break. She had to listen to her body because her body is in pain. And now she has an injury. Sometimes we don't listen. We just keep going and keep pushing and keep pushing. And sometimes you need to take a step back and go, okay, what is working? What isn't working? And focus on those things and make an adjustment. You know what I'm saying? It's like sometimes you you want to do these things, but you just put so much on yourself. It's not accomplishable. It's really not because you're not taking a minute to look and say, okay, I have 24 hours in a day and I have a list that's this long. And when you keep looking at your list and it's like you got three things done and you're kicking yourself because you only got three things done. Sometimes you just need to be glad and appreciate the fact that you got those three things done. They're gone. Tomorrow you don't have to do them. Now you work on the next couple of things. It To me, it's... Her mindset was always, I'm not going to be as fast. I'm not going to be as good. I'm not. And she still struggles with that a lot. So I'm trying to remind her, but this was your time now. This is, this is where you're at now. You're not back here anymore. You're here. So now we need to focus on not your lack, but what's your next? What are we doing next? What are we accomplishing next? And because the more she focuses on how much she lacks, the more she accepts it's okay if I screw up because I, I didn't expect I was going to make it anyway. And that's not that That's healthy. the point is she's a reflection of us. Yeah. And just getting down to 
what the truth is, you will have what it is you believe. If you can or you can't, you're right. Because you, that is what you will have. And looking at, looking at her, the things that irritate you a lot of times about your children is exactly what you gave them, no matter if you had your be- the best intentions or not. So I stand on this principle. The best advice you can give someone is to be the example. So we have to apply these to our own life. So what do we want more of? If you want more success, then you must take more risk. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. I'm not, I'm not everybody gets a trophy guy. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there's a tremendous amount to learn from failure. And stress is a good thing. As much as we hear in this world about de-stress, 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 you need to learn how to manage and operate in stressful situations. If I didn't do that, what would have become of us when our children, or, you know, our daughter was having uh, a grand mal seizure? <coughs> what would have become of of us, me, etc., when our daughter flatlined on the table in the trauma room? What would have become of me had I not had the self control? not to kill those two individuals with my own hands that sexually molested our children. So each thing that you endure, each situation you endure, builds just that, endurance. The part you don't want to do is remain stuck in your disappointment because of what went wrong. Shift the dynamic And look at what went right. If you left everything on the field, as we say, if you did your responsibility, if you worked hard and used the bar of excellence as opposed to perfection, then you know you did what was required of you. And now you can look at it and say, I want more of this. I want more of this success. So this is what I'm going to do more of. What's wrong is going to begin to resolve itself. Sometimes you must face what is wrong in your life. You need to be willing to face that. Well, you have to be aware of it. If you don't, if you don't face the things that are holding you back, the lies that are living inside of you, then this, your system is contaminated. But you can get there by focusing first on the things that are right and you want more of. Because those things equip you in how to disarm the things that are not serving you. And that is what what I look at right now in our relationship. What did we want or do we want more of? We name those things because they're based on our need. So we want quality time is a thing that we need. So we wanted more of that. Mm -hmm. So we started our check-ins. It's completely changed our relationship for the better. We didn't just sit down and talk about it. Which is hilarious because we've been preaching about doing check-ins and whatnot for the last five years. But like anybody else, life happens and things just slip. And when we finally put that back into an intentional thing that we mm-hmm. do over the last few months, it's, it's been a, a good progress for us. It's made us closer. It's opened us up to more communication. It's taken away. I think that gap that we had um, with you being away at work and then coming back, it, it just, it filled that in a little bit. True. And so what, what happens as a result? Our relationship gets closer because we defined what we wanted more of, Mm -hmm. and we're doing it with intention. Now, when the hard talks come up, which they still do, we can engage those in the moment. We can rectify them. We can set those straight. We can reconcile, and we can move forward. The mechanism, the foundation is what do you want more of? 
And that's what this question has, has taught me because I was living behind excuses legitimately. The reason I didn't move forward in my, in my ambition to go and speak publicly as a part of my calling because my, my credibility qualifier was finances. I'm, I'm not a millionaire billionaire who's, who wants to listen to me. And then my cousin Michelle, so eloquently, thanks be to God, said, hey, what if, uh, what if Jesus would have allowed his pocketbook to be his credibility? Whose life would have changed? Wham, there goes, <laughs> there, there goes that excuse. And so you start chopping these excuses off the more you go when you focus on what you want more of. I want to walk in my calling so I'm doing more of what feeds that direction and less of what the excuses are. And when I have to face those excuses or those issues, I do it with the understanding that that represents growth and freedom. Even though it's uncomfortable, it represents growth and freedom. And it's through that path that I get more of what I want. And then I, I heard you talking of who doesn't want more money, who doesn't want more wealth. If I had that, then I would have this. And that's a lesson you've actually been teaching me that I'm starting to learn is you don't wait for the money and the wealth. You prepare what it is that you want. And then the money comes to you to facilitate that. So if you want to start a charity, you don't wait for the money. You start the process of putting together the charity and figuring out what the yeah, cause you, is. You've got to figure out your bylaws. You've got to figure out your 501c3. You've got to figure out who do I want to help? What do I want to help? What does this look like? You have to have, in anything you do, I am a firm believer we have to have what does it look like. Mm-hmm. If I don't know what it looks like, then I don't have a focus. I have a bunch of ideas, but I don't have a complete goal. I just have a bunch of ideas. They're great. I mean, having dreams and having wish lists is all well and good. But if you don't know what it looks like, if you don't have at least the basic structure of this is what I want to do, and these are the stepping blocks that fill this building, then how do you know what you're going to do? How, how do you know what money you need? I could want to do a charity and need the money to facilitate, but if I don't know what my goal is and what I want to do with it, who I want to help, how do I want to help them? What is the cost to help them? It There is a process involved to figure out what it is that we want. For us, we have a retirement home that we want to build. And by a retirement home, I mean our forever home, what, where we're going to be to live out the rest of our days and where we want our grandkids to come and, and our children to be and what we want to essentially hand down when we leave this earth. But without knowing what we want, what it looks like, where we want to put it, what does our land look like? What kind of lifestyle do we want to live? I don't want to be in the you know, LA traffic lifestyle of hurry up and wait. I want to be able to slow things down and enjoy the things around us more as we get older. I want to be able to take a breather. We've done our stuff. I want to relax. What does that look like? If we don't know, then we've just got this little cloud thing going that says, eventually I want to retire somewhere. Well, let, let me make this practical just based on your example. When you are when you endeavor to do something you've never seen, you can only go with a sketch of what you believe it mm -hmm. is. If you are a mile from the finish line and visibility is two miles, you have a certain perception of what the finish line looks like. And so the closer you get to the finish line, the more clarity you get of the finish line. Now, people that have been there can articulate to you what it looks like. 
but that doesn't mean it's going to look exactly the same for you, but they can encourage you to say, this is what it looks like. And so you pencil out that framework. You pencil out those ideas and the concept. The more you intentionally walk down the path towards the goal, the closer you get to it, and the clear, the more clear that vision becomes. Mm-hmm. So it's all in the preparation. If we take a marathon, you don't show up the day of and try to run the marathon. There is preparation that is involved to do that. There is exercise. There is test. There is mental endurance. There are things that you must go through in order to run that race and to be able to see that finish line. So that's where we're here to say with whatever, whether it's your marriage, we might be at one of the finish lines on a race that you want to start, you the listener. And we're telling you what that finish line might look like. And it's just the leg and one leg in a in a very long race. But we're trying to articulate and paint this picture for you. You you in your current spot, you just can't see it. So you draw as much as you see and then you get to work on practicing for the race and you start to do these things with intention in those and these exercises and this training you, you're going through is are the things that we are talking about which is the the preparing of what do you want more of well I want more endurance what do you need to do to get more endurance you need to run more or you need to exercise more so if you want more of X, Y, or Z, you need to put your focus on that, be intentional, and then take action. Because there's, there's one side of the law of attraction that I think people get stuck on. I'm, I'm a believer that the law of attraction is very biblically based. Mm-hmm. But people think if they sit in their chair and they say, well, I want a better marriage. But they just going to show up. <laughs> they take no action. False. That's not going to work. There has to be action behind it. And that action is guided by the principles that you have and by your faith. Mm -hmm. Faith in what? For me, I'm a Christian, so my faith is in God, that he's directing my path, that he has created me for a purpose, that he has created me for a calling, and that calling is to teach you and millions like you about how to live a more impactful life and love the people around you. So we're giving you a picture of what one of the finish lines looks like. Pencil it out and then be intentional on how to get there. And it's like, I don't know where to go on this part of the race. Well, that's where you check in with people who are running that race and they're ahead of you, myself and Jeannie. You say, here's a problem. Here's the problem I'm having as I'm training for this particular part of the race. I can't seem to get past it. And we come alongside you and we help you. And it's like, we want more of this. I keep bringing it back to that because that's actually how I got started without knowing it. Now, I wasn't happy about certain things in my life. But I said, what do I want more of? But now this Matthew McConaughey McConaughey question (laughs) comes, and sometimes I won't answer because I'm afraid it's not the perfect answer. And once I say this answer, it's only this answer. But there's only, you can only see so much in in your present uh, position. Well, and one of the things that he did that helped me was we all have a list. I mean, when he said, what do you want more of? Of course, we all were like money health, business, uh, you know, accomplishment, accolade, whatever it was. And everybody just kept writing. Like Quincy and I sat down and I had probably 24 things in my list. And I was like, that, that's a lot. But then when you look at your list and you start looking at quality time, family time, time with my husband, time to recharge, 
vacation. These are all the same thing. They're the same category. It's quality time. It's things that matter to you. So essentially when you go through your list, connect the dots Mm -hmm. and put them all together. And then you'll find out that instead of 24, maybe you actually have like three. It might just be three or four things, but because we've never been asked that before, we just start rattling off everything. Go back and look at the list and bring it all together to say, well, okay, these are all similar. These all kind of fall under the same category. And then you can start to flesh that process out of, okay, this is what I want more of. I want more quality time with the people that matter. What does it look like? Mm -hmm. And then you start to process how do I get more of that? How do I make that more of a priority? And that's really what it boiled down to was, what do you want more of? And then how do you make it more of a priority? Mm-hmm. That That's what it boiled down to. It wasn't just like, well, you want more money. Okay, great. We all want more money. But if you're not investing, if you're not working. If you're not to, a good if, steward. If, if you're not a good steward, <clears throat> if you're, you know, throwing money at everybody else because you're trying to be, you know, the big shot or whatever. If you're not doing the things that need to be done, you're not going to accomplish the more. Because when you, we don't really realize it, but sometimes when we want something, I'll use us as an example. We've been given money and one of our big core principles is we tithe somewhere. Doesn't necessarily mean that it goes to a church, but we give somewhere. Because our belief is, if I've been blessed, it's my job to bless someone else. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't, then I can't receive later. There's no room to receive later. And it, and it may be, I'll, I'll let you finish that point. I don't, I don't run in the old tithe system. I, I live according to the spirit of generosity. We give. It's, we, like I said, it's we not. We give. A, and, I, and, and I believe the Holy Spirit directs us on what we should give. Because if he wants you to give more than 10%, um, then you do. But here's the thing. Sometimes when money comes in, we're quick to say, oh, well, I got to pay this off and I got to pay this off and I'm going to pay this. And we don't take the time to stop and say, wait, but I wanted more money for this. And instead of putting it towards that thing that you've been asking for it for, you turn around and you just throw it out the window and give it to everything else. And I'm not saying it's bad to pay off your debt or to pay off your bills. What I'm saying is if, if you're trying to do something specific, we don't always see when it's coming in. We just like, oh, okay, cool. And we just shove it back out because we're in that work mentality of just getting through the process of things. You know, bills come in, we pay them off. Bills come in, we pay them off. So when money comes in and it's extra, instead of looking at, for some people, instead of looking at, hey, we need to put this into you know, the book fund. We've got a credit card over here that could use this payment, but we made a commitment to put money into the book fund. We made a commitment to put money into MBSM. We made a commitment. These are the things we want to do. We want to grow them. We're asking, you know, God to bless us. We're working harder to make more money to bring these things in for these specific processes and projects. And then something comes in and we're like, yeah, but this credit card needs to get paid off. Maybe it doesn't need to get paid off. Maybe we just need to make an extra payment on it, but we don't have to pay it off because these things are what we're asking for and we're just giving it off to everything. Or maybe you're giving it to somebody. Sometimes we do that. We've been we've we've done that a few times where we've given to other people and then after the fact we're like, oh crap, the car needs to be fixed or this needs to happen. Maybe we did that too fast. But sometimes we just don't see it because we're not thinking that you know, I'm asking for this. This is what I'm working towards. And I'm actually receiving it. We don't we don't see it that way sometimes for some reason. Mm. Yeah, I don't I don't have an explanation for that because we just there's only so much we can see. Yeah. Based on our on our vantage point. So Rabbit Trail, sorry. Well the <laughs> the question remains, what do you want more of? And and for you, you said you want more clarity? Clarity, completion, and accomplishment. Okay. Clarity, completion, and accomplishment. And where I'm at right now, what do I want more of? 
I just, I want more. I, I don't know how to articulate it. But I want more, I, I could say clarity and wisdom and direction. But I don't think that answers the true question of what I want more of. What do you want the clarity, the direction, and the vision for? Um, what what this looks like. What the pl- I want more platform. Let me say that because I truly do want more platform for this message. So then, your more is to you want to walk out your calling more. You yes. you want to take that step forward. Yes. And, and broaden this platform. So the message gets out there and that means that I need more, more development in a sense in myself where more content development, if you will, you know, as far as the book goes and then I need, what do I want more of? I want more of a team to assist me in putting this platform together because I had an idea of when I started the podcast, just being transparent, I thought I could work through the podcast, which people can, to get some financial freedom as an additional stream of revenue to come in the house. And I originally intended on using this podcast to introduce Coach Rita and to say, hey, this is who helped me. Come get it. Mm -hmm. But things changed. Things really changed for me when guys started emailing me about their situations and their relationship. And I very early on, I was like, I thought this would be about building and telling my experience and then, you know, being able to make some money and, and bring more, you know, money into the home, um, and make this a business. And then I got to the point where it was like, forget the money thing. People are, they're hurting desperate so it's like put all that aside let let me learn how i can speak more of my experience to help these guys in these marriages and now it's to the point where it's like okay you put five years into this now it's time to broaden this platform and then go to the people that's the point where this is. And that's a scary thing. But I do, I am aligned with the idea that if your dream is not big enough to scare you, then it's not the right dream. And it is kind of scary for me to go out and do this in person, so to speak. Even though I love to, do it, I am alive when I'm doing it. But marriage is not like, it's not the, the shiny thing. It's not fitness or self-development. It's not, it's not that big market. But to me, it's the most important market. Because once, once I got things right within me, and then our marriage started to align and started to head in the direction that we both wanted, my life changed period. And then it took, you know, what, from 2012? Was that, when did we, I don't know, maybe 2009 or 10 or something like that. That's when we started doing our deal to. With Rita, you mean? Before the podcast? Um, 2008 or 2009. It was eight because uh, it was, Mo was a baby. So. Now, you fast forward, what is that, 15, no, 2008 to 2023, that's 15 years, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that has been this in the making, and now it's time to take, like I'm the one who's putting myself out here, you're the one that's putting yourself out there. We are putting our marriage out there, our journey out there to better people. And that's what we want more of, to reach and to help people. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, okay, what does the next journey of this race look like? Get on YouTube, put video to the podcast. That's what we're doing. So 
in a practical sense, you, the listener, it's important that you do this exercise for yourself. I'm going to put the link for the Greenlight, Greenlight's book in the, uh, in the show notes because I think... There's I, a workbook that goes with it, too, if you really want to get in-depth with it. Um, the other thing you can look at is he's part of the Masterminds group with... Uh, what's Dean's last name? Graziani. And um, Tony Robbins. So that's a different link to it if you wanted to look at the modules and what the the actual course looks like but um i know i bought the book in the workbook i was able to get at um amazon well i i've listened to the audiobook and he reads it himself which yeah which is pretty cool when you you know because he's got that southern accent and the actor's voice so you you kind of feel like you're actually in a room with the person I okay. like those better than I do the... So he's tickling your eardrums, and he's yeah. a hottie. That's what I hear anyway. And he's funny, too, because when he says stuff, you know, when he says a curse word or something, you laugh because it just sounds like you're sitting in the car with a person. It is. It's funny, and it, it's great. And whether you ever take one of his courses or not, hearing from his experience and what he has learned to inspire you to do bigger and things for your life. where he's at. I can't believe some of the stories I've heard. <laughs> Actually, I can. Knowing Living in Texas for two years, I can. Mm. Um, but it's, it's imperative to me that if you want, if you're endeavoring to do something in your life, look at the people that have crossed that leg of the race and listen to the things they have to say. They will paint the picture for you, and then you can sketch your own picture and set your course to go that direction. And um, I'm thankful. I'm very thankful for people that put their life out there. Hope he sells a ton of books. I've got no no problem with people sharing their experience and helping others get better. It's just a matter of are you really are you ready to do it? What do you want more of? I know uh, I want more success and more of this platform. And like Jeannie said, it's a given. We want more time. We want more finances. We're, we have two adult children we've got to take care of for the rest of our lives. So we have to plan that. So the finances come in. And God willing, we'll have hordes of grandchildren with all these daughters. And that's great. So, yes, I want to be the one. I want to be independently wealthy. So if somebody has a business, and I believe in the business, I can deal them some cash and say, go accomplish your dream. Go. Get on after it. Let's get to it. It's just, it's what I would like for us. You know, what I would like to do. It's part of my calling. So, um, I want to hear from you. What do you want more of? What is your take on this particular train of thought? What are your thoughts? And how are you going to operate once you're aware of this particular information. I want to know. Quincy at MVSMpodcast.com. And in the words of Jerry Maguire, help me help you. And if I did swear, I would say the other part of that, which is I'm your bread and butter. Mm. <laughs> I love that. That is such a great movie. All right, honey, your final words? I don't really have any. I think we've covered it. That's not that's not final words. That's not you don't say I don't have any final words. You say final words. Final words. Per that's exactly what I was thinking. Well done. I am excellent. I I excel at smart assery. I do. You do. You do. I'm pretty good myself. All right, that's it. She is Jeannie Moran, thanks to me. I am Quincy Moran. And this is Man versus Marriage. The podcast. Man versus marriage. It is me, Quincy Moran, your humble servant, and I am here to talk to you about what's going to go on in 2024. We will be doing marriage panels this year, and if you would like the opportunity to interview for the show, email me, Quincy at MVSMpodcast.com, and let's talk about it. We are going to bring you some guests this year. But as a part of that, we want our listeners to be on the show to see how we can help and what we can learn from you. All right, boys and girls, that's all for now. Now. Nice.